Your ears are in trouble, Gunners Podcast on the tube. Your ears are in trouble, Gunners Podcast on the tube. It's the Gunners Podcast. Once upon a time, way back when there were only 9,000 Arsenal podcasts, six young men from various backgrounds. A young basketball prodigy with more trophies in the last 20 years than Totten and Hotspur. An Irish kid with a horrible haircut. A young Jewish nerd who hadn't discovered food yet. A child from Hemel Hempstead who didn't want to be English no more. A handsome young man who learned to play football on the hard streets of Disney World. And a young Mexican AC Milan fan. Hatched a plan to take over the world of Arsenal podcasts. But then these boys became men. Jared. Ewan. Magic. Aston. Andy and Miguel and the rest my friends is history and now all these years later you tune in every so often to hear their incredible takes their football knowledge and their sensual advice but now it's gone too far you our fans are at long last witness New season seven. Seven. <laughs> seven, seven, seven. Welcome to the Gooners Pod. Oh, and welcome to the Gooners Podcast, season seven, episode 77, where we've got an eclectic mix of incredible Gooners with you tonight who have been traveling the world to see the Arsenal, the Gooners, and even a bunch of hockey players. We we have Aston and Andy today. Aston, it's good to see you again, man. We're 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 all finally stateside together again. I, I know some of us some of us had to stay here and hold down the fort while uh, you went on your magical mystery tour. Which more on that later. You've got so much to tell us, man. I was gallivanting. I was gallivanting, but but uh, you know, Andy also uh, crossed the border into uh, another faraway land. How was that? It was good. <laughs> Two things. First, how does Daniel know about the three hot tubs? And then we, we weren't live then, were we? And it's then three second, hot tubs now. Well, and technically two. And then second, I just re- realized after, I don't know, five watching that stupid introduction, Owen as a child looks a lot like Jim Carrey's character from Dumb and Dumber. With the I'm gap sure in the he'll front be very seat. happy to hear that. <laughs> and the haircut. Yeah, um, I mean, no, uh, yes, I, I, uh, I was in Canada. You were in England. Aston was in the U.S. We were all you know, following we're the Cronkies, though. We were all following we're around the greatest we owners in the history of 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 the sport of, of, of soccer. <laughs> no one imagined when we started this podcast that we would eventually have this this global reach that we do. We did. It's incredible. I mean, I leave tomorrow for uh, you know for Zimbabwe and um... Aston. There was a long time that Mike and I decided that we were not successful until we reached Mozambique, and then that mm. came pretty early on in the pod. And ever since then, we've gone downhill. 
Well, in the well, in other words, in the first season, we we used to have this Google statistic where we could tell where our 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 views were coming from. I mean, that still exists, but we're just too lazy to look at it now. But the day that that Mozambique appeared on there, I think the the quote was uh, from Andy: "We got the beak, we got the beak." Man, that explains so much why you think you can say bet. <laughs> You know, I, I uh, they they taught me how to the the the, the wonderful peoples of Mozambique uh, taught me how to say that. Are they so. beacons? Uh, I don't know. Let's talk about Arsenal and, uh, and and all the amazing people we have seen reunited with, both in London and in uh, in, in in Orlando. Was was a, a very big center of American goonerism uh, over the last couple of days. So, uh, Aston. Where do you want to head? Where do you want to drive this to? We'll, we'll drive it all over the place. I mean, we've got a lot to talk about. Arsenal on top of the league, Manchester United humbled, Gary Neville's an idiot, and Magic Mike on tour. But as is tradition, Arsenal played a game this week. So you know what that means. Thank you very much. Every time. Every time. Three <laughs> But seriously, Mike, I really want to start with you. I, I, I know that you had a plan to just conquer all that is uh, London and England, for that matter. Um, I, I know you visited a lot of stadiums. You saw a lot of people. Talk to me. How was the trip, man? Unbelievable. Uh, you know, it, it's it's crazy because every trip I go, I keep going on, I, I just it gets better and better and better. And it's it's not. Because I mean, it, 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 it's great that Arsenal's doing well. Trust me, the the feel around the stadium and the pubs and the area, even not on game days, is it's just it's it's a whole different story with the team performing like it is. But that doesn't make the trip good or or not good if it's if if that's the case or not the case. Um, but it, there's just so much fun to have there. I love I love football, so we always plan some games, you know, around the Arsenal games. Uh, we had two Arsenal games, five other ones uh, on this trip, and um, every single one except for the last one pretty much went the way I would want it to go. Uh, so so it, it was good results, good times, reasonable weather, freezing our ass off, but uh, but dry, and uh, just the Mike, list. I think of you people... could make a living. You could make a living being like a football travel agent, you know, and people could just pay you to say, hey, I want to go to England and I want to see as many games as possible because you do this so many times a year and you just set it all up for them. And I want to meet as many famous podcasters, not us, but famous podcasters, because I can, you know, I can make that happen. I've, 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 I've made dreams come true just in the last week or two. And most of the people whose dreams have come true are in the chat right now. well well, it's more than it's more than just podcasters too i mean i literally called it you guys can't see our show notes but in our show notes i literally call it uh magic mike's network of famous arsenal fans i mean you saw everybody there were a few people i didn't get to you know i I didn't get to close the deal uh with but yeah no it's 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 a great great. photo of everyone outside of canton's which i assume is a chinese restaurant yes the the (laughs) canton's chinese restaurant well so we'll start at the end Canton's Chinese restaurant is something I've been walking by every time I go to Chinatown for food when I come over. And and uh, that's like, are you sober? Um, and and I, every time I go for the last like four or five years that I've known Tom, I take a video outside and I'm like, Tom, where are you, man? 
this isn't your house i'm like i'm looking all over for you <clears throat> and and then i like pan up and it says canton on it so tom uh to his immense credit planned a uh, an, a a great kind of gathering on the last day that we were there it was just uh two days ago trev is one of the people i did not get to see on this trip that i really really wanted to see um but uh it was just it was a great lunch there were 10 of us that were there um had a great time thank you craig um and and i want to hear more about your your gallivanting in orlando but um and and it was just a great meal i have yeah here's the picture i think you're talking about no that's not it oh, that's that's the yard oh, house there you add pictures to mutton i'm just kidding um where is sorry lord mike this is the table right here it's such an awful angle for i've lost 80 pounds and nice and that's what the picture comes out looking like um uh you need to make yourself one of those ai people uh no the picture i saw i I didn't know i I know know the one you saw and i thought i thought that was right out front anyway uh it was a good crew of people. I mean, even from this photo, you know, you see Harry, Soph, Tom, Jared. This was, this was the crew minus Pablo. Dude, Jared looks yoked in that photo. Yeah, he does. Look at yeah. his arms. He's very, you know, he's very formal with pictures, as we'll see. But uh, Tom yeah, I mean, Canton's definitely sucking it in. I call, yeah, and I should I sh- I should have been I I I the the picture outside is the better one because I was standing behind Sophie and uh, and, and <laughs> Owen Owen always has baby yeah. face like he's like a perpetual Irish baby over there I don't know God, that's us all right, sorry I keep I, I, this is very disoriented I thought I had the picture up there but we w- we called that lunch the best two hour podcast that will never air there were at least three different conversations going on laughter the entire time. Stuff that we can't can't and won't be talking about. Um, people whom we talked about who we can't talk about. Uh, but it was, I mean, it's just, there's it a bunch of friends ultimately talking half about Arsenal, half about other stuff and just laughing the whole time. So, uh, so that was, that was special. There it is. I, I'm better at this than you. I'm better with your own pictures, Mike. You are. You're better with my picture. So, so there I am standing, kind of my my the mass of my gut is is hid hidden by Sophie, um, who I just had the best hug with. I mean, we we missed each other like the few days beforehand. Um, she went to the game, but wasn't able to make it to the pre and post, and and uh, it was it was really great to see her and Albert and and Pablo and and Lee and and everybody. Uh, to, to be really fair, good. Mike. To be fair, Mike. If Sophie is able to hide your entire gut, you have lost a lot of weight, and that's yeah. Just it's, I mean, you know, she's all lady. Did my best, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, she's uh, she's a good, very, very good friend, and it was good to see her in person. This is this is the food that was left over when we got up and left. They kept order all I could eat because of my diet. It was like like three three ounces of duck and a and a little bit of wonton soup. But the table had there was like ninety seven things that were ordered. It's uh, it's absolutely crazy. Um, those people can eat some Chinese food, but good time was had by all. Sophie told a story which I can't repeat, which which caused Lee judges to do this. Um, <laughs> the Lee face. He 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 his his veins were bulging out. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. It, 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 I'll tell you off air, but it was oh, it was uh, it was a really good time and and. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this is, I guess, the name-dropping section of the podcast, and I hate to do that, but it's just, you know, one of my Very favorite gross. hours. 
one of my favorite hours of the whole trip was a lunch that I set up with Amy Lawrence and, and Richmond Tom and Amy and I sat down, had lunch in Highbury as potential future neighbors um, and just talked about everything. And I mean, she, she is a treasure. Like, like there are, unfortunately, a few of these people have, we've lost recently. I mean, we know about Maria, we know um, about Gunnar Hollick, uh, Dave Faber, but there are a few people who can speak to the last 40 years of Arsenal and in some cases longer with uh, with such grace and intelligence and knowledge and experience that you just feel like you're listening to an audiobook while you're sitting there having lunch with them and it's and that was what that hour with with Amy was like I mean I just I could not hold a person surrounding Arsenal in higher regard than I do Amy Lawrence and and uh, and it was a treat that she took the time out of her day to to hang out with us uh, of course Matt uh, Mark Backrid and uh, I had I had met before. But we finally had our lamb ribs together. Um, so, so who who on the trip, Mike? Did you see that you didn't want to see? Uh, <laughs> one person who came to the lamb rib dinner uninvited, or invited unintentionally by by not me. Uh, but yes, there was one person I saw that I wasn't particularly thrilled to see, and and kind of changed the tenor of the lamb rib dinner quite a bit. Um, but Don't talk uh, about Dan Potts like that. <laughs> not, not, oh, speak, speaking of Dan, there is a message from Dan. I mean, I could go through these on on kind of the 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 Sunday the 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 story of a uh, of a of a of a home game, but uh, Mike, but but Dan does have a message for his um, one of his biggest fans, Mike Hurst. All right, Mikey, we got Dan here, your boy. What are you saying, Mike? Good. I'm a little bit rough. I'm just cough, coughing. Yeah, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to come home. I'm going to make out with you. And uh, and you're going to get uh, Dan, you're going to get Dan Potts fever. You're going to start hating Arteta. It's going to be incredible. If we lose today, I want him out. Huh? <laughs> I, for anyone that might not realize, he was being facetious. He is. Uh, he's a big fan now, and. Um, yeah, he's been How eating. Can you not be? He's been eating a lot of humble pie lately, and uh, and and the good news is he does it. He he's happy to eat humble pie. He's not he's not sticking to that. But anyway, he uh, he he was uh, rough around the edges, uh, cold wise, sick wise on Sunday, but uh, a good hang nonetheless. Well, while but, yeah, you were I mean, there, while you were there, you got not only just to meet people, but you also got to see some non-Arsenal games, and you got to see the North London Derby. Talk to us about that a little. Yeah, man, we saw I saw three Spurs games and two Arsenal games, which is a little odd. But when one, when one of them was the same match, but uh, got to see them get battered against uh, against Arsenal. I mean, I, I realize how hard it is to get tickets to away matches, much less home matches this season. And so I know how lucky I was to be able to attend this this game. But of all of the north london derbies to go to I, I went to a home one in 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 2014 that was that couldn't have been a worse atmosphere at the emirates a boring game it was a 1-1 kane of course got a penalty and it just it left me like this is what a north london derby is no this is what a north london derby was it was just a scene the whole closed away away end was just full of gooners singing and making noise and banging on the walls and and just you know that's before the game at halftime at you know after the game and and um and you know the walk to and from wasn't as dangerous as i was told but you know where, where did you sit 
Might have yeah. had something to do with the fact that I was I was essentially on the wing of of Kenny Ken the whole time. <laughs> I might as well have been in a, like an armored tank. No one was going to fuck with us. Uh, were you sitting away end or were you like? Because I know you said tickets were hard to get uh, for 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 the spurt. No, I was I was in the away end. I would not yeah. have. Uh, why you wonder if I'm the if I'm the person that uh the let no, the guy down there to kick him? No, well, I know that there were some people who flew over that could only sit in the home, and so they were obviously had to, like, not hide able to enjoy themselves. No, we were right? smack dab in the middle of the way end, and and uh, <laughs> I mean just. The most fe- from the moment you got inside to the moment you got back safely to the pub after the walk back was it, it was just it was an insane experience. I mean, I I don't know when I'll get to do that again next, but you know the last seven, eight, nine of those that pe- that, that people have gone to have been left you know have been ended in misery, and and just for this one to come out that way was unbelievable. It, it, and I just want to mention Owen. Because he clearly wants to hear his own name right now. We haven't gotten to the United game yet, Owen. I got tons of pictures. I got more pictures and videos of you than you would probably want for me to play today. Well, I was going to say, on the North London Derby game, and I want to give the Gooners podcast specific credit. Shout out to you, Mike, because on the telly, all of us could hear... Like Tottenham, there was a big come on you Spurs. And then underneath that, just piercing through and then overtaking it was you'll always be shit. And I, I got to say, that sounded like like Mike on the mic uh, on television. I, I'm like, I wouldn't well, I brought my, inspire I, everyone. I brought my rock band microphone. I didn't plug it into anything. I just assumed that it would be louder if I had the microphone with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that like, what was that like? Because you there you are in the stadium. We are obliterating them. I mean, those those guys, th- that team is dead. It's dead. And I think we killed them. It helps uh, when you score early doors, like Lee Dixon said, in tribute to our – there is no chance in hell. And I have I have actual emailed proof from Lee that when he when, – when Saka scored what I guess was considered <laughs> an own goal off of Lloris, that, that you know, by the time Peter was done just spinning his poetry – that Lee came in and said something about a goal, you know, being scored early doors and that he was 100% doing that for us. So I have a sneaking yeah. suspicion that Peter is slowly becoming an Arsenal fan only because he's calling a lot of the games. He's obviously partnered with Lee, who's very clear on television who he supports. I think he's a very like down the middle when it comes to a lot of things, but you can clearly tell like when a goal goes in and then I, like will, said, I mean, he loves good. I'll football. give you credit, Mike, because I think Peter's slowly becoming an Arsenal fan. I love that. I mean, I, I hope that that's because the uh, goal I text you guys because I knew you weren't hearing that the goal when Eddie scored Peter's because I watched it at a pub in Seattle and there was no sound. So I went back and rewatched the game. And when it scored, it sounded like a fan was celebrating the Enkedia goal. Yeah. yeah I, I think we have a lot to do with that because not only have we um, reached out, obviously we got to introduce young noble to him. I I think you, you know, he loved that. You know, he loved that Peter. But but the way that Arsenal fans have formed a relationship with him. I mean, you just have to type his name in online on YouTube right now, and you will find a million Arsenal comps with his name. He's got to be at this point. If he's not a full-fledged fan, he's one of the. He's like Ar- Arsenal sexual. 
You know what I well, mean? He's well, Arsenal his team, curious. His team, if I remember correctly, is Watford. And so with yeah. Watford not being in direct conflict with Arsenal at the moment, maybe, you know, maybe he – well, I mean, we, we, we're just speculating. But I just uh, – I, I got a – absolute kit, uh, tickle when I found out that uh, that Lee said early doors after our goal because that's exactly what I told him would end up happening I'm like we're gonna something's gonna happen when you say one of these things and you know I'm not expecting you to physically name the pod on the air <laughs> although you know, that would have been nice but I was like you will be thinking about us um, yeah 100% so uh, we got some really good comments from the from the from the chat and I, I people who we met up with I mean to uh, to be able the, before the United game in the Tollington was just as always just an absolute scene of of people that you you know that you see Dempsey uh, uh, Kevin Dempsey came down from uh, from from the north to uh, to to enjoy the game and to meet up with everybody and we're going to see him in le- in just over a week at Gunagra again which is incredible. Um, we got some pictures. He uh, he was quite enamored by. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm I'm conflicting with you guys putting up the chat, but quite enamored with with Jared's wife, and why wouldn't you be? She she was both lovely and tolerant of all of our bullshit, including a second evening uh, and and following evening spent with Owen. Um, to, yeah, um, all all Arsenal fan podcasters, just about all Arsenal fan podcasters are punching. It's 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 insane. Um, so- so we've yeah. kind of we've kind of done the whole wrap up. I think we all know you met lots of people. We all know Ma- Magic Mike's got it. I, I I described it. Craig will tell you at the dinner that we had together. I described you as like every single Arsenal fan gets drunk and wakes up with Magic Mike's number in their phone. You know what I mean? Like that's just that's just the thing. Like all of us with have my been- drunk number in the phone. Yeah, I I the, the I may have had a drink on Sunday. Uh, I'm told that I had a drink. Um, can I just play whip through a couple of videos from Sunday? Oh, yeah. I, I don't have videos from the whole trip, but from Sunday, which was just well, a, the, the best day. Well, that's what I was going to do is going to transition. There are three of us here. We were on three different places um, places on the planet when the United game happened. And I want to hear how every, because I think the atmosphere all around the world is different around Arsenal. And I, and I would love for you to take yeah, it start, away and start show us. Start, start with you guys. Cause I mean, mine's going to be really short. I'll start. Cause you two had way better experiences. I was in Seattle and I met up with a friend of mine who I met in college 21 years ago through Arsenal. That's how we met. We were both wearing Arsenal kits. We became friends and he lives in Seattle where I was visiting. So we said, let's get together for the United game. The town we were in didn't have any places that were open and we didn't want to go into downtown Seattle because it's just like meth town. So we were like, well, let's find this 24 seven diner. So we walk into this location there's two people there and this old lady working and we're like, can you put on the, the NBC channel? And the guy behind the bar goes, the moment the NFL starts, this is off the TV. That's what he said to us. Now we're, we're half of the, the people in there. Okay. So my dad comes rolling in. So now there's five, this other British guy, unbeknownst to us, sees me in an Arsenal shirt, walks over and says, are they going to put the game on TV? And we were like, yeah. And he goes, it started at 830 AM. 8.30, he makes one phone call, 10 other gooners show up to this pub. There was, in Bellevue, Washington, there was this, like, tech conference, Incredible. and there were there were a ton of people from England, and a bunch of the guys were trying to figure out where to watch the match. 
they all went into a hotel room. So he called them and said, come down. Like we were literally in the, in the lobby of a, of a Hyatt where there was this bar. So now we're like looking at this guy behind the bar being like, okay, you had two people in here before. We've just now brought in like I, close to 17 people with Ollie, my wife, everyone was in there. So we're having a great time. They refused to put the game over the speakers. So when ever a goal went in, there was a reaction. And this lady walked over to my buddy BJ and she's just like, I hate it when you scream. It scares me. And so we're just like, are you fucking kidding? Like we have brought you like patrons to this like shitty ass diner. Here we are, you know, enjoying the game. And then basically everyone left. And then I went home like that night to the hotel room and I just plopped it on my iPad because I wanted to rewatch it. But that was my experience being in Seattle. I wish I would have went into the Seattle pub because I've heard the gooners up there are like incredible. But we're like, eh, with a five-year-old and a 25-minute drive, we're like, ah, fuck it. We'll just walk into the hotel. See, you got to you got to play the game. You got to you got to go and show your face and and network. Yeah, uh, last and, time know, I did that was embarrassing inner, for me. Get, get that inner circle situation going. So. That that was embarrassing for me last time that I did that. Um, and I was looking for because you showed up with a sharpie and a bunch of t-shirts and no one. <laughs> no, you told me to show up with a bunch of your headshots that you pre-signed. <laughs> no, Aston, I was in um, I was in Austin for a bachelor party. And a, and a mutual friend of Mike and I's was getting married. And I told Mike, I'm like, oh, I'm heading to this bar in Austin where the Gooners watch it. Mike very nicely made a, f- a couple like texts or calls. And this guy came over and was like, hey, are you Andy from the Gooners podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I love your show. This is in front of a bunch of people I don't know on this bachelor party, except for the one, the groom. So he's like, hey, can I buy you guys a drink? Because it was Eric's bachelor party, right? But he doesn't say like, hey, this is for Eric's bachelor party. He, Everyone assumes it's because he knows who I am. So I basically went around that weekend with everyone being like, oh, famous Andy, celebrity. And it was so that's it's so embarrassing. Yes. Yeah, so you, um, you, you're just not comfortable with that. No, I'm not. Mike and Neither I are the complete I. opposites. I, I, I'm not like that either. But but, you know, I put up with it. But um, no, I was looking for Aston on the TV because the coverage down in Orlando looked baller and what i, I love i had so much you know, fomo from that and i was at the game and at the yeah power. even chris said to me she's like damn we went to orlando the wrong time of the year because what i loved about it Aston, and maybe you'll have a different perspective of this seeing the clips of like the united fans and the arsenal fans all meshed together and the reactions to goals going in versus goals being scored it was unbelievable it looked like a great time yeah so, i gotta yeah. Re- i gotta rewatch it just to just to see how it was but i mean tell we don't, you know, we have someone who was probably not only there, but probably uh, coordinating and leading stuff as you do. Uh, and, you know, I tend, I, I have, I have the loudest voice in the room, so it, it it comes easy. And yeah, you know, the first night I did get to, and and you kept showing it, but I met up with these guys. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Tom. Craig and uh, Craig and Tom, obviously leading the other Florida large Florida chapters of uh, Gooners in Tampa and Gulf Coast. Um, yeah, it was, it was madness. And you know what the, the best part of it was, let me tell you, cause we, we get there at like 4am to, to do the thing. And I, I, I was like, why am I here at 4am? We show up, there's nobody there. And then immediately five minutes after I show up, there's a line all the way out of universal to get in. Like it was 
an insane amount of people. But what's awesome is you can kind of check the temperature. And I'm not, I'm here to say I'm not here to slag American fans, but I will say that I think NBC's coverage is re- relatively recent. So a lot of history isn't there for a lot of people. So you have a lot, actually a lot of City fans out there, a lot of fans that aren't Arsenal fans, and you can check the temperature of the room a bit, and they hate us. Oh, my God, they hate <laughs> Why? us. Why? We are living rent-free in every fan's head right now. I mean, I had like this I had this Tottenham guy come up to me with some chest with some West Ham guys saying like Arsenal are going to bottle it, talking about West Ham gets more attendance than us. T- Tottenham, this Tottenham guy told me that they finished seven uh, a- ahead of us for 7 years and I go, "Yeah, and in that time we won four trophies." And he's like, oh, "Oh, well." <laughs> like it was it was incredible the amount of banter and then obviously, you know, we got to be um you know, sitting there in all of it. Um, here, here's an image. This is actually uh, the Rebecca Lowe, Tim Howard in this shot, the two Robbies. I know it's really small. Um, and it was really fun. And there was a lot of energy. But what was great was, I don't know if it's just our nature. Arsenal fans are naturally very humble, I think. We were we were loud. We were there. Being able to start a cheer and having like 2,000 people, you know, join you is always great. But the United fans came with all sorts of chest that they did not deserve. Well, it's okay, humbleness from 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 PTSD essentially of the, over the yeah. last fifteen years. Whereas United, even as bad as they've been over the last three or four or five years, you know, when you become a United fan, you can't help but just have all that history pushed in front of you and feel like you're you know you're a Yankee fan or you're a you know, it, it's obnoxious as hell. And it's funny because like while we were while we were there, obviously they have to cover all the games and they're talking about stuff. And Cahill was there. And as soon as Cahill says, you know, I like Chelsea, the entire crowd boos because nobody likes Chelsea. I will tell you right now, there was not a single Chelsea like shirt in the lot of 5000 people. I've never seen anything like that. It, well, they, they played the day before that. Oh, but were you there on the Saturday? As well, as I, I wasn't there on the Saturday. I was there on the Sunday. I mean, I think that that probably has something to do with it that they didn't so play. Did that you? Did you have to pay for a pass to get into Universal Studios to go to this event, or was it just like on that area outside of the grounds? Yes, it was at City. It was at City Walk. It wasn't actually oh, in, okay. even though they did commercials inside or whatever. But no, it was actually in City Walk. They blocked off. You did have to RSVP. You couldn't get in unless you RSVP. It was mm-hmm. on one of the roller coasters. Everyone just watched the game on the. <laughs> it's crazy. But um, but, but I think what awesome. was what was incredible was. There were so many people and they knew, like all the broadcasters knew, all they had to do was just say one word to get the crowd going. Like, hey, maybe we should come back to Orlando and the entire crowd would scream and it's like, who's here for United? But let me tell you this real quick. And I just need to get, this is the last thing I want to get out. United fans, I love you. I love your delusion. It's delicious. Having the United fans screaming at the Robbies, Ten Hog, Ten Hog, Ten Hog, Ten Hog. Like, that's all you heard. And then after the game, there wasn't a single United fan still listening. And it was... Was there a fire drill at the very end of the game from uh, oh. from Universal? Oh, bro, they were they were piling out. You know what's funny? It was they were piling out before we even scored because, like, it was so bad at the end. And we're going to get into that. Actually, that's a good transition to t- start talking about the game because uh, I know that I, I we have this energy, but what was it like at the Emirates? Because I'll tell you this. 
at one nil, and you guys have seen this tweet at one nil, I'm going to be honest. I got everybody in front of screen seven. Everybody remembers me running around like a madman. Hey, if you're a gooner, come to screen seven. This is where we're all going to watch it. Right. And at one nil, there was a little bit of like, of course, because we were dominating them and we somehow got scored on. And then at the Emirates, I swear to you, you hear through all of the United fans cheering around us, you just hear Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. And the entire crowd just starts screaming back at the screen and we roar back into like, like it, it even the, even before we score and it was incredible. So what was that energy actually there? Because I know through the screen, it was electric. It I, That's the exact word I was about to use it. I mean, it, it's, it is a thousand percent better than it was last year. And last year was a thousand percent better than the year before. <laughs> There's a story here that I am being baited into telling. doesn't take much though, because it's a story <laughs> I want to tell. But uh, the, uh, the, I mean, what you're talking about, the, the, do you remember when Saliba gave up the own goal early in the season? And, yeah. and everyone marked, you know, remarked about how, you know, like 20 seconds later, everyone was like, you know, getting behind them, getting behind him, getting behind the team, you know, once the celebration from the other team was over and they started walking back slowly to the mid midfield, then the, the fans got into it. The, the delay has gotten down to now one second. Mm. It, it is almost beginning as their goal is going in the other team, which isn't happening a lot, but when it does happen and we go behind, like, like it is almost now simultaneous, which I think is, is virtually unheard of in in the amount of time it's now taking us to say you know what let's even just let's get in the way of their celebration of the goal by supporting our team let's drown out their fans let's let's let the team know that you know that we're not you know we don't need them to be down about it we need them to get their asses back on the pitch and 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 score which more often than not is exactly what has happened well that's it that's important because I, I on that one second delay, because I, I'm embarrassed to say it, but at one nil, I saw two people get up and start to walk away. And then as soon what did as you, you do guys to them? Start, what did you do to them? No, as soon as you guys started cheering at the Emirates, I literally saw a guy just go, huh? And he turned around and came back to sit back his he ass. Probably back thought there. that the goal had been waved off. Like that's what it almost sounded like. It yeah. sounded, you know, when it, when when they score and then two seconds later everyone sees the 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 arm up of that's almost what it was, except we had conceded, and and we uh, and we uh, and we absolutely. Hey, you get there's a fourth on their way. There's a fourth <laughs> on his way. Mike, um, compare but, compare that atmosphere to like. I don't want to say last season. You've been to, but like compared to the all the atmospheres you've seen over the God knows how many years of of trips, whether it be Highbury or there. Is it comparable? I mean, I know we're in something special now, win or lose, right? I think even what's well, this? An, it's an atmosphere that that you didn't think the Emirates could have because right. basically for the fir- for the first fifteen years of the Emirates, it was ha- it seemed like as much about you know the team not being great as it was just about the setup of the stadium. Tourists, I always like if you want to if you want to use that word, uh, people there who didn't care about the team um you know uh, just people who just kind of had gotten apathetic about the way things were going no one singing no one chanting no one you know giving it to the to the away fans from above or from next to them 
And, uh, you know, and, and I'm not going to deny the influence and, and it'd be interesting to see if we weren't winning, like we were, how much this would be improved. But, you know, again, I got to hand it to the Ashburton army, uh, for everything that they have done kind of institutionally and for Arsenal for allowing it and, and supporting it to make, you know, to, to kind of be the genesis of that and, and whether coincidentally or not the genesis of that has coincided with the genesis of our, of, of our strength in our team, just like, you know, people will point to the negativity about certain social media outlets and all that coinciding with a real downslide of, of performance from what had been uh, customary beforehand of, of the team, you know, coincidence or not, it's, it's an additive situation. And, and it, now it's, it's not just the Ashburton army. It's not just, the people on the North Bank lower who who stand throughout the entire game, um, it's every single seat in that stadium, and we had real good seats for that game. We were sitting in Jack seats, which are unbelievable. Thank you, Jack, uh, you know, at, for um, for allowing me to buy them. Um, but the uh, you know, you got to show some video, man. You got every show section, that. every si- situation in that game was unbelievable. So let's let, let's see what I have from. Uh, Starting beforehand, uh, I show. Oh, this is this was how the day begins. Literally two minutes into Owen arriving uh, at our flat, which was a wonderful reunion, we have this, which you may have seen on social media. All right. Mike. Hey, Mike. It's football day! I I came up with that idea like four days earlier, and it was the longest four days of my life waiting for the opportunity to actually film that and like not talking about it with anybody because I'm like, this is gonna be this is gonna be the funniest, the best version of this ever. And and we were asked how many takes it took, but uh, but you know, it was one take on film, and then we just kept doing it without filming it afterwards because it was so fun. But but I mean, that was I was more surprised that both of you had pants on. <laughs> Well, no, it was, uh, it was it was hilarious. I was like, your whole head has to be underneath, because otherwise it's not going to be as funny. <laughs> and and we showed that to people at the pub throughout the day, and you could just see when when the realization hits that there's a second person in there. <laughs> the eyes start going crazy. But so that's how the day started. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, to one of my favorite people that I, I see now when I'm when I'm in London, starting with last last May. And, and straight through again to this year, but uh, there, sorry, Melvin Marks uh, is is just uh, like my my brother, uncle, young uncle. Uh, but uh, I love Melvin because he has a sense of humor about this kind of stuff. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell what I was saying, it was juice. <laughs> I just, you know, we're the uh, we're the old Arsenal Jews, uh, but I love me some Melvin. Um, all right, so here's the story then. Before the game, uh, where's the 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 comment about this um, about about which Arsenal legend could not get into the 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 Tollington? So, I, this is one of these. How did I end up in this life? 
moments because I'm standing in the tally with all, you know, all the, all of my friends and mates, both people I've known from the States, people who were visiting from the States, like, uh, like Seth from Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, um, um, uh, Tyler from green Bay was there. Um, we had, uh, a bunch more and, you know, and, and the people I've met through the podcast and through stuff and my phone rings and I've got a, a WhatsApp voice call from somebody. And he, he, I, I pick up the phone. He's like, I can see you right now. I can't get into the, to the tolly because I don't have a game ticket. They won't let me in. So, you know, if you want to come out and say hi before I leave and I'm like, no, 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 that's not happening. So I walk out of the tolly, grab him, bring him in. I said, he's with me. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let him in. Look at this guy. And then, uh, it's the, it's the Sunday club. Perry's in the house for the games. So I had to drag I had to drag uh, Perry Groves through the through the bouncers and into the Tollington because otherwise you know they would have never let him in. Um, but uh, no, that was a trip, and and of course he's you know for the ten or fifteen minutes he was there he was leading the chants and taking pictures with literally everybody that asked him. Um, it was just it was just cool. Um, so he was he was kind of the big pregame treat. Uh, I had plans to meet up with a few other, uh, folks at the tally that weren't able to make it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was fun. We had, uh, let's see. This. Well, what were you going to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. This, go ahead. this was the, uh, the, uh, not the official moment where, uh, where, where everything begun, but the, the beginning of our half of our half Gooners podcast. And you could just tell there was, I, I was just so enamored with the situation that I couldn't even think of anything to say. Welcome to the Gooners podcast, season seven, episode zero. I'm doing this all the time. Remember the last time I kept thinking you were taking photographs and I looked like a fucking idiot. Yeah, the first the five seconds of every video we took was you going. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, we have nothing to talk about. See you. So that was the, uh, that was the big podcast live from the Tollington that we did. Um, but as far as at the game is concerned, um, you wouldn't have seen this two years ago. This is from halftime. Now I'm going to say, I'm going to venture to say some people probably don't want to see that on the concourse of the Emirates right now with the tuba and all that shit, but and those people suck. Well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I mean, look, how do you really feel? No, it, I it hate makes people feel any better. Well. That, that was a proper tuba from 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 the uh, 1979 FA Cup run. So you doesn't know, make I, it any better. No, I <laughs> just saying. Right. Um, so we we skipped our, we we skipped ahead to halftime, and this is going to give Andy yeah. a, a chance to say something because you know we already talked about going one nil down to uh, Rashford. I don't think there's much to talk about on that because you know it was a wonder goal. I think we were well and truly on top at that point. But like, how did you feel when to the rescue comes this guy? Hmm. 
it was not just him, his movement off the ball, but the whole team just rebound. Like the moment the goal goes in from Rashford, immediately everyone on our team is just yelling at each other. Like it just go like, you know, their arms up in the air, like pumping each other up. And that movement before the goal was just unbelievable. And all the credit in the world to Eddie, because he, has been getting so much stick from our supporters from being a young kid, even in the media. Like, wasn't it Carragher who came out right before the game and made that comment like, oh, holding the England under-21s goal record is actually bad because that means you've been in the under-21s for too long. It's like all this shit, and he just steps up and scores these absolutely crucial and amazing goals, and that header was a fucking bullet. I mean, the ball was the ball was pinged in fast by Jaka, but he put some steam on that, um, and absolutely incredible. I mean, this kid, I think Arteta said it like this: his ceiling. I don't even think we know what it is yet. I mean, we're just seeing this player get better and better year after year. You know, he's just and not I, the type of player that we that, thought that he was going to be. It, no, yeah, and, but, and but I think he's his, not going to be good for us. And I think, to his credit, if Gabby returns tomorrow, he'll probably happy walk to the bench and take a seat. Like yeah, I don't think there is that whole debate, which I I, mean, I just think that's totally a debate to apart from the debate. But I think that's his his nature and his character being like a hail in kid. He knows mm-hmm. that, like, hey, I know my place in the lineup. I know what I need to do. Oh, you saying Eddie will go back to the bench? Eddie would walk Gabby to the bench and yeah. and sit down and not like throw. I'm saying, Essen, I don't he'll, think he's going to know he's getting time, though. Just no, but way. I don't think he's going to be the guy who who makes a comment in the press. He's not going to Cristiano oh, yeah. Ronaldo it. You know, he's going to sit down, probably be a little pissed internally, but I think he'll be like, okay, I get this hole. But anyway, to the unbelievable goal, unbelievable. I, I definitely agree with you, and I think there is a larger debate, and plenty of other podcasters have had it, so I don't know if we necessarily need to have it here. But, Mike, you know, with stats like this, does Eddie get into the England team? Is that the argument now? Because I think that's where he's at. Well, who? I mean, who's he got to get in front? I mean, we literally, other than Harry Kane, we had no – well, okay, uh, uh, Rashford, uh, who, who did well in the one game where he got extended time, but uh, – I mean, he's got to get in front of Ivan Tony, who might get suspended. He's got to get in front of Callum Wilson. Um, but doesn't he? And then he's got to. Yeah. He, he's got to get in front. My son's. That's Patrick Bamford. He's got to get in front of Patrick Bamford. The card my son's just showing me. <laughs> no, I, I think he's he's definitely got to be on a very short list of like Gareth Southgate looking at it, saying, "Young kid doing his time." proving on the pitch he's good enough to play for England, and I'm sure he'll get a call up maybe the next kind of workaround if he continues on this pace. Um, but there are some people in front of him, like Callum Wilson, Ivan Tony. I think of the two that I look at that are like, okay, they're both scoring goals as well, playing well, and they've been knocking on the door. Unfortunately for all of these great forwards is you're playing behind arguably the best English striker of the last 50 years. Who just yeah. cost us the World Cup. Even still, he's the first name on the team sheet, and I agree with you. But uh, and I agree with I there. agree with you that he's the first name on the team sheet based on his. Should he be? Record. I don't know. No. But you know the difference though is, and I'll quickly say this. Sorry, Ivan Tony wasn't taken to the World Cup because he's a very similar player to Pat or uh, to Harry Kane. 
And I think Eddie Nketiah brings something very different than a lot of those other strikers. And so I could see him getting on uh, a roster solely based off of the fact that 70th minute, things aren't going well. You can bring him on to play alongside another striker like Kane. So he does bring that dynamic. And I think that's why Wilson got the call up over Ivan Tony heading into the World Cup. And so if I'm Eddie, though, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking bring on the next team I can slaughter. Yeah, we are forgetting about Tammy Abraham in this situation. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's he's definitely in the list. And, and with, what, a, a year and a half until the next Euro, he'll uh, – is that what it is, a year and a half? Uh, he'll he'll get opportunities. Yeah. Right. Well, I think they've got Nations League in there somewhere. Something like that. Some some competition that nobody cares about and nobody watches. But you know, I, I think that 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 uh, header. I will tell you that in the crowd um, at FanFest, that's one that humbled United. Like people were talking, chatting mad shit about Eddie at FanFest, and to watch him just humble United. I mean, seriously, he walks into your team, United. Like if you play Rashford on the left, Eddie starts for you. Like, period. And that's and that is just what it is. But I think that did a lot to bring the energy back in the stadium. You saw the people celebrating with the tuba. But, you know, who really brought some shine was our star boy with with goal well, number two. Mike, by the way, I, I, I did. I did miss Nikedia's header. I was out on the concourse finishing up the wine that I got after. I, Marlo? I, it, I think it might have been because that's all they had at the stadium. <laughs> Merlot I mean, bikes. I, I, I got to be transparent with you. I don't drink Merlot. But when it's the only thing that's available, I did. But yeah, I, uh, after again. after I did my job to lift the team back up after the Rashford goal, and I love when Rashford scores, and then Andy does a podcast because we get to hear him pronounce Rashford. Um, but after that, I did get up. I had to you know use the bathroom, and and you know when you're doing that, you might as well get get some wine. And um, I, you know, so I probably deserve some credit. Even though I was a bad fan and and got out of the got out of the uh, the seating bowl after that goal, I did help the team win by uh, by 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 leaving because we always score when I go up to the concourse. It's so. crazy to me how Saka scared the living shit out of those United defenders the entire match. The amount of space they were leaving him how quickly they backed off him when he got the ball to try and bring in other defenders. We saw it a lot against France where it was like, Hey, we're just going to throw three people at him and that should stop him the same way England did to Mbappe. But there's very few players in the world where defenders just think I need to basically back off of him because he can, if I jump in, he's going to go around me. I hand on heart, the Rashford goal goes in. My immediate thought was, um Ramsdale should have saved that. That was a shot from very long out. There wasn't a lot of people in between. And one of the angles I first thought, well, maybe he saw that late. And then a few other angles, you're like, no, you were flat-footed and you didn't expect the shot. And to Rashford's credit, I mean, that fucking thing whiz. That was a great finish. The soccer goal from all angles, De Gea didn't have a fucking chance. It, it came so late. But again, credit to Saka, and as as I give to Rashford, because he literally bends it around three players, and the speed on it, and the placement—I mean, it was perfection. The the kid is just world class, next level, next level. And Mike, I I know jokingly you gave me shit about him being on that short list, and I think after the World Cup and the seasons he's having, he is even without Champions League football 
FIFA are having conversations about where he's going to stack up on that player of the year. And he'll be low, but I just said he's going to make the short list, and I well, think he will. Well, I, I wouldn't argue with you about that now. I mean, I, I if he's still eligible for best young player in the Premier League, and I'm not saying he might not even be in the in the running for best player in the Premier League, but you know, but uh, I mean, he's got that that one wrapped up. The young one. I mean, there's no, there's no more debate about Foden and Mount anymore. It's just I kind of laughed at when someone asked him at the World Cup like the comparison to Mbappe because I was thinking like there's a clear gulf in player, and I still think there is, but they're two different players. But I think they both equally scare the living shit out of any defender in front of them. They're on they're, they're the definition for different of, reasons. They're the definition of unplayable. It, absolutely. You can't stop them. You can only hope to contain you know them. what you know what I would love anything in the world would to see Marcus Rashford in this Arsenal team because I think he would have no ceiling. Because I I in my opinion he is one of the best players in the world. I fucking love the guy. I hate that he's a United player but seeing him on a team like with a stable manager and what he's doing, holy shit. Like, the, seeing him in Arsenal, he would be 30 goals a season across all competitions. I, I truly think that. Would you trade Martinelli for him straight up? No. You know how I am about English players, Mike, so I would say yes. But yeah. I think you could almost th – th there's not a world that, that exists that the both would be in the same squad, but I, I, I would say, like – I just think he brings something confidence-wise shot on goal different than Martinelli. And try, I love Martinelli, but I would take no, that. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not completely in disagreement with you because one, one has reached their ceiling and has a long way to go on it, and the other is still you know, potential in a lot of ways. But this is, a, this is a rabbit hole that we don't need to go any further. Yeah, down. I was about to say, we can get, we can, we can get stuck on this forever. And I do, do want to give Rashford his flowers. I do think that Rashford is a great player. I, a couple of years ago when we were linked with him, I was licking my lips. I was like, please let United throw him away. I would take him in a heartbeat, but I do. I, at the so, end, someone that, doesn't agree with us. <laughs> at, at the end of that game, though, I have to say, like for all that talk, all that chest they came out. Luke Shaw is a better center back. Luke Shaw is a better left back than Zinni. He's a better center back than Gabriel. I honestly wanted to hug Luke Shaw because he just looked destroyed. I, I like legitimately the look on his face, like he had just experienced like a a pummeling like no other and and it's all at the hands of our star boy and I, I just can't every every game every game he gets better and I and I sincerely mean that I every game I watch him get better we we start saying I remember the first thing was oh can he be positionally aware back when he was playing left back dominated it oh well can he does he have the dribbling skill remember the um the youth coach came out and said that he didn't have the star quality dribbling skill starts nutmegging people playing remember the newcastle goal plays through uh through two players and then chips it in can he add goals and assists to his game well he does it all he does it all and he just goes from strength to strength to strength and i mean i don't i don't like to 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 say this because he is the greatest player of all time in Lionel messi but a friend of mine, um, you met you met Andre. Andre's been a Barcelona fan forever, and he watched the rise of Messi. Messi is his favorite player. And we talk often about how watching the rise of Saka. Now, Saka isn't – he has he's had less time because Messi had a lot of time in the, um, the youth team that people don't talk about. He was actually destroying in Barca B for some time. But 
he's like watching him just get better. He's like, I, I, I remember this feeling. I remember like it was like when I was watching Messi. That's not to say he's at the same level, but watching him just grow year in and year out. I mean, what is this also, kid? You also got to remember like Messi back then, look at the team around him. Like if you look at that Barcelona team when Messi first broke in, you're playing with some of the best players in the game. And yeah. Sokka's kind of doing it by himself in a good team. But he doesn't have that support that Messi had. And, you know, Messi's the GOAT. But he also got to learn and sponge off of all of those, like, amazing players. <clears throat> I do think, you know, for me, Sokka has every ounce of being in that top three player in the world. And there were a couple times in the game where Zinchenko, who I think was player of the match, like miles ahead of everyone else he was fucking our left back playing right wing and i remember at one point thinking why is no manager because this is the third or fourth game in a row now where you see him touching the ball that high up the pitch is it just throwing someone and i said this out loud at the table i said why isn't a manager just throwing a right wing in that open space and my dad went and and he hates arsenal he's like because bakayo is probably back there covering and then sure as shit, they pan the field and you just see number seven kind of darting back across the field being like, I can be in this position to cover. And so I'm scared of shit on, on Friday for that particular reason. Because I think if there's one manager in the world who can tactically right now outclass Arteta, it will be Pep. And I think it's twofold. He's got the players to do it, but then they're just so accustomed and akin to one another. They know how each other's going to set up. And that's my one nerve. But maybe Zinchenko doesn't play that way against the team of Man City's caliber, whereas Zinchenko probably read that match against United and said, I could just fly forward and know I've got the cover behind me. Um, but can I also just say how fucking great has Xhaka been? One one comment about Saka is he's the only footballer that could actually make me purchase this. Uh, I I purchased it. I purchased. Mike, it. I would like you to purchase that for spring break. It, it's in March. It it's there. It, it was delivered today. Oh uh, yeah! Look, it says you purchased it. <laughs> yeah. No, I purchased it, and and it and and it arrived today, and and I go I get back to Florida. You know, to reunite with my pool. Question: tomorrow. I was going to say, wait, 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 wait. That? Where are you going to use that? You know, I. The, the funny thing is, I, I got a pool. I, I, I forgot. You to do. <laughs> Listen, I love you to death, Mike. I love you to death, and I know you got that for you. But you have to let. If you're going to be in Florida, Bakayo Snacka is got to be the Snacka. one to ride that. Bakayo Snacka, right here, right here. Bakayo Snacka. Bakayo Snacka. Do you, do you have to deflower the thing, or do? You, uh, <laughs> And I just mean that as far as using it. Hey, I don't, Essen, I mean... You know it's not edible, right? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Not edible. It's not edible, and it pops a little easier than the... You Maybe know. you should listen, get two. Listen, real quick. Last thing on soccer, because I do want to move it on, and, and we do have a lot of game, and we're already an hour in. Um, last thing before we go, I do think we need to comment on this. I was talking about how he goes strength to strength and adds things to his game, and the last thing that he added, he's a bad boy now. Right. That celebration by him was so the United fans at FanFest literally just 
lost their shit. I, I have never seen them so triggered in my life. Now, now, now tell me about this because I've heard about this, but I haven't really dug into it. And obviously I didn't, I didn't really get a chance to see it close up. So tell me about this. He, did he imitate Rashford? Yeah, that's what it was. Rashford does the wonder goal and he, and he score, and you know, he does the, the celebration and then Saka almost like anything you could do, I can do better. And he does it and he runs to the he runs to the corner and he does it in front of I wasn't in front of the United fans. I, I, I don't so. remember if that's the right corner. I think it was. And he's if, a bad if boy. it was in the first half, yes. Then then uh, yeah. and, and tell me the fan who hasn't thought, man, I love Saka, but he's such a nice boy. I wish he had a little bit, you know, in him, a little bit of swagger, a little bit of arrogance in him. And now we're starting to see that too. And yeah, I'm I'm afraid for the league. I'm sorry for what he's I'm sorry for what Sokka is about to do to the rest of the teams out there. But that being said, the Sokka goal goes in. I, the Lissandro Martinez goal was such a fluky Ramsdale. Like, I don't know how you let somebody that's four foot nothing get a header like that. in. you hear but, that? Do you hear that? He's had he had like a broken finger or knuckle or something. And he's had his fingers taped together since the World Cup or since. Yeah, since the World Cup. And now people that. are saying, well, maybe that's why he didn't punch it far enough. Whatever you. you he No, he went to go catch it. He could have punched that. I mean, he could have went in with two fists. I mean. I've been there with broken fingers. There's ways around it. But at the end of the day, what I loved about Ramsdale was his immediate reaction was to go onto social media and thank the team for saving his ass twice because he knows he was at fault for both those goals. And we've seen how he takes those. We've seen him annoyed after wins because of goals he's conceded on the yeah. Amazon. Yeah, a United friend texts me, and I think, Asin, this goes to your point of us just battering them. Like A United fan texts me and said, that was a way more comfortable scoreline than the game actually spoke because he's like, you gifted us two goals and you literally played in our half like we were two men down. I mean, we absolutely took it to them. And even as soon as last season, even like the beginning of the season, they opened us up, right? We gave it to them and we gave it to them good. I mean, those stats are insane. And then the whole Ten Hog well, they took all their shots from distance. I think we were the, like, I think I read something today that we took against United. We were the third team to take the most shots from the closest distance or some weird, like, yeah, so there like, were, whatever there he was 25 was shots and like, like 19 of them were from inside the box. So yeah. I, I don't know what he considers. I mean, distance as far as where Eddie Nketiah used to score all of his goals from. Now he's scoring them from normal distances. But, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> We set like five records in that game against United. And that's why one of the things that I get really one tired way of traffic is this no notion that they went toe to toe with us. It's like, no, you guys were incredibly lucky to even be in that game. And even this narrative that they were good for like the first half or 60 minutes, it was 12 shots to two in the first half. Like it was never close. It just the score lining um, greatly flattered him. But what I loved about that that game, too, was we were just going again and again and again. And United just could not get out. So much so that, like I said, the fans were leaving. United fans were leaving before they had even gotten the draw because everybody Well, they had to get back from uh, Orlando to London. <laughs> I also – I think even Peter Jury or maybe it was Dixon, like, to your point, Aston, like, at one of the moments where we reset the ball and just attack, I think Jury said, here they come again. I mean, yeah. it was literally 
they would clear and we would go. They would clear and we would go. Uh, one question, and sorry, this is a little off topic. Was Ben White injured or did no. we make a tactical substitution? Clearly a tactical substitution. It was tactical. It, it made sense. But you're I playing, we were playing against Rashford, who's in, in peak form, and he had a yellow, and I think it was a it was a brilliant tactical. Oh, unbelievable. If it was purely tactical, uh, unreal. Andy, 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 to that point, Marcus Rashford scored that goal in the last 30 minutes of the game. Marcus Rashford had three touches of the ball. Yeah, he went – dude, I Anonymous. love Ben White, but I think Tommy Asu has – there are going to be games now, maybe even Friday, where we're going to start seeing him shift into that right back position. Uh, specifically, uh, City is going to be tough because Ben White can also kind of drift in to stop Holland. But, you know, I think it's one of those where Arteta just, to me, that's brilliant. To, to, to acknowledge, even even if you say to the player at halftime, like, hey, you're playing well, but we got we to gotta shift you, you know. Well. But when you don't have the luxury because your your next choice is either Bellerin or Cedric, um, you know, that, then you can't do something like that. But that's why compiling a squad with this level of flexibility and and interchangeability is has been absolutely unbelievable. You know, Tony Matthew could have done that for Zinchenko if if Tierney wasn't available. You know, Ben White. When back when he was playing center back, the the next guy to go to would have been Cedric if Tomiyasu was hurt or off. You it, you just didn't have the same options, and now we do. And, and to uh, that point, like it, when we were battering them and we weren't really able to find a way through, what does Mikel Arteta do but reach to the bench where we now have a Trossard yes. to go ahead? Oh and my God! Can we give him some flowers real fast? I have I have that. a video to play that 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 will then go into <laughs> that. But uh, but just real quick, King Joey makes a uh, makes a good point that he that he showed some t- uh, superb tactical nous, uh <laughs> with that substitution. Now, if you've seen this video on Twitter, it's because someone ripped it off of me, put it on Reddit, took credit for it. And then that person started getting the credit for posting this, but this was my motherfucking video, um, and uh, this was Trossard's introduction to the Emirates and to time on the pitch with Arsenal. And and if you don't see some things in this video that tell you what this team is all about right now, you're not watching the video carefully. Jaka loves to stay hydrated. There we go. We got That's what you've learned. Two yeah. Water bottles. That, that video is really disgusting because I think Mikel Arteta was a whole three steps outside of the technical area. Somebody really needs to crack. Yeah, down. and this wasn't an official timeout either. So I don't know why everyone was just crowded around the bench receiving advice. But uh, we've got multiple coaches on this team, and many of them are dressed in shin in shin pads and and cleats and and boots and, and, uh, and are on the pitch. But I mean that I, I just, I was excited to see a brand new player jump on. So I start the video going, but then I'm like, Zinchenko's coming over. Ramsdale's coming. Over. I mean, I'm like, this is unbelievable. Love you know, if you're someone like uh, when the f- season first started and Trasad was scoring all those goals, I was thinking like, fuck, he's a brilliant player. The fact that he's playing for Arsenal 
and has the contract he does. Like when he grabbed that ball, I he had shades of Martinelli where he was like, I'm just going to fucking goal. I mean, that's all Martinelli does. He gets the ball and he goes, it was, it reminds me a lot of Thierry Henry. He's like, I don't care where I am on the pitch. The goal's that way. I'm just going to head that way and try and get it. That movement and that third goal was created by Trossard taking that ball and going and the support that he, and I'm sure Zinchenko said to him, just fucking be you and be that, you know, attack. Right. And to have that, that, that confidence and that courage, even in the dying minutes where he just started dancing through that United defense and probably everyone was thinking, go to the corner. And he was like, I'll do that, but I'm going to have some fun while I do it. Like the moment that he took that ball forward. And I think him and Jaka both went for the same ball. And I think Jaka is the one who eventually played it, but it was Trossard who turned and just went and unbelievable. Like, he, the, I'm going to take something from our from that 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 lunch on Monday. So this is not an original thought, but I think it's a great point. Uh, one of the few moments we actually talked like tactically football during this lunch. Um, Juan Bissaka had a very good game for Manchester United. I was about um, to say he played Martinelli off the field. He played he Martinelli really, really, really well, but really disagree. But I'll but, get to that later. Okay, he played Martinelli fantastically, but Martinelli took everything out of him that he had. Yeah. And and so what happens in the 65th or 70th minute or whatever it was? Now he's gassed, he's exhausted, he's played great. Now he's got to come in against Leandro Trossard, um, mm-hmm. who's got fresh legs, a de- you know, really fresh legs, a desire to impress, and a, a supportive crowd around him. I mean, you just you almost got to feel sorry for the guy, Juan Basaka, because I mean, he did the best he could uh, for everybody, but but Aston. And uh, and and um, and then he goes, has to go and face Trossard. But I just wanted to give a shout out because that was that was something you know, I don't always pick that up during the game. I'm not always noticing when you know when defenders are playing well or you know I, I knew Martinelli didn't have a tremendous amount of joy, but um, but yeah, Trossard coming and making the difference. But you uh, you have a different opinion for, for Trossard to like. Sorry, Aston, real quick. How great must it be for a player to go from Brighton? Yeah, you maybe make a run in the cup, but you're literally walking into a team going for the the title. Like that must just be like not only an immense amount of pressure, but like so dope that you're like walking on the pitch being like, it's two two. The atmosphere is fucking insane. Arsenal said, Do you want to sign here? And you know what he said? Bet. Yes, sir. Bet. <laughs> you, you know what you know it's fu- you know it's funny about that because you have to big up Trussard because in that like we were talking about in that goal comes from him driving how many times have you seen a new player come on and then just try to find a red shirt to pass the ball off to mm-hmm. it's that's an incredible incredible set of of you know brain there and you to that point what was so fucking hilarious was I, I saw when Martinelli got subbed off, there were United fans that were actually cheering. They're like, there was an actual United fan sitting next to me and Tom that said, yes, all right, that's on. It's Trossard. We're good, right? And then as soon as Trossard picks up the ball, I hear him go, fuck. Like, because <laughs> like, he did not expect him to run at Juan Basaka like that. He's just like, fuck. Like, this guy's actually. Maybe what a strong on. squad will do because, you know, you take this guy off, fine. We'll, we'll just put this guy on, you know? So, 
So I might as well explain the thing about Juan Bissaka. I think he had a great defensive game, but let me explain what was going on because a lot of people miss this. They they begrudge Martinelli for it because it wasn't Martinelli's job to create that game. What was happening was we were actually targeting Juan Bissaka. He's the weakest player of the ball on the pitch for Man United. So what we did was we cut off his options and made it so that he could never run with the ball or comfortably pass the ball to McTominay in midfield and always had to go down the channel and try to squeeze the ball to Anthony. That was a strategy. And if you watch Martinelli, look at how he's pressing. He comes up at an angle to make sure to cut that off. And that was the whole game. Cut Wambasaka out of being able to develop the ball. They can never get the ball to McTominay into midfield. They always will have to go around to the wings. And then once they're on the wings, there's nothing that they're going to do to get into our box. And it worked brilliantly. And Martinelli isn't getting credit for that because it's not a flashy thing, but it's a very tactical thing that he did that whole game. And that's that's all I wanted to say. I wasn't trying to say that Wambasaka was absolute garbage or anything. But he was. I don't know. That's what I. No, that's what I heard. And, no, I, uh, I, I, I think all the above. I think they both played each other the way they were supposed to. Right, mm-hmm. Juan Basaka closed down Martinelli. Martinelli did his thing of getting him tired. And but like Mike, you said, the one-two punches you can bring on the depth. And the fact that Arteta came out today saying we need another central midfielder. I was listening to Ben Foster's podcast and he had that United supporter Mark on there. Forget his name. Um, I think he's like with Canton every once in a while. And he said something. I've always hated the guy, but he said today. Arsenal talk are looking about at my this. friend Tom Canton that way. <laughs> he said Arsenal are looking at this title run and taking it seriously by adding depth. A lot of other teams aren't doing that because they're in financial fair play constriction and constraints. And he said Arsenal are doing the right things by adding these players who can who can help chase this title. And, you know, I don't know much about this Polish dude and his girlfriend that's super flexible, but from everything I'm hearing, he can play two or three different positions, right? And it's just like, that's what we need is we need a Ben White type of Swiss Army knife who can come in and say, I can play right back. I can play center defensive mid. And the fact that Arteta is now saying, we're short in central mid is putting pressure on Edu and the board to say, we're hearing you and this is our time. You know, do you guys get bad when people liken us to the Leicester city run? Yes. Very yeah. much. Yeah. Yes, that's because absurd. Le- that Leicester is were not the best team in, in every single game in that year. Like we have been, we are so there's been 45 <clears throat> minutes, maybe that we haven't been the best team clearly by every margin that's why that's why i'm really sick of this narrative that we have tests that we need to know no 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 you have a test you have a test when you come to the us the only thing the only thing i likened it to the the lesser city is the only thing is we came out of the blue like no one in the beginning yeah. of the season thought oh this could happen and no one thought we could continue it now i think even we the came Gary out of Nevels, the blue we came out of the blue to be this good, but we didn't come out of the blue. To no, no, no. Good. But that's what I mean. Like we were, we came out of the blue being this good out of the gate and we held that momentum. And I think even like the Gary Nevels who, you know, he knows how to get clicks and he knows Dinosaur. how to get views. But even those types of players are starting to turn around to the like keys of the world saying like, Hey, enough's enough now. Like this team is good. And as Aston said, they're not just good every once in a while. They are by far 
the best team on the pitch every match. I'll echo what this United fan said. He thinks, and what's his name? It's Mark something. Mark I, I forget. Goldridge. You're talking about yeah, that's him. Yeah. He said, um, and, and I completely 100% agree with him. He said, Arsenal win the title if they can play City as soon as possible because City are hiccuping right now. And he said there will be a moment where City will go on that 10-match unbeaten run. And that's like he said, was, a, was a league game instead of a cup game. I, yeah, I, and I he even said that. Arsenal's best chance was in September when they were supposed to play because that was, you know, we're but I agree with him. I think we need to play them as soon as possible because if we can nick three points out of that six, I don't see many other teams taking points from us. No, this I, is a sustainable, this is a sustainable way of play right now. And it wouldn't have been sustainable with different personnel last season season before but it, it's sustainable Every, i mean the, it, and 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 i think we've shown and i don't want to tempt the, the gods any further but we've shown that we can we can adapt to the odd injury and the and the missed games and the and the heavy fixture congestion that we were facing before the world cup and are about to be facing again with europa um and you know i, I so in that sense what lester did was was so unsustainable from one season to the next, but also just there, there was an incredible amount of luck with their their injuries, with not having Europe, with you know, with, with all those things. It's 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 nothing like it, and uh, and and it's nuts. I mean, the odds on us winning the Premier League before the season were probably forty to one, not five thousand to one, right? Um, yeah, you know, but but. Uh, you know, as opposed to the year before when we did pre-game, you know, pre-season projections on the on the on the potathon for for the charity, we um, we had everyone saying second or third or fourth place, whereas the year before only two people predicted top four, and uh, and so I don't think it was out of the blue at all. But um, I, I want to, I, I, I do want to bring it back to that last moment in the game and. Obviously, first of all, huge. Got a video Eddie. for you on that too when you're when you're done. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we you know Eddie and Kedia. First of all, to do that, to do to score a goal like that against United when you have drawn in the 89th minute with the title, with everything that's around it, big up, big up Eddie coming out of the hail in. Sorry, he didn't cost 50 million, you know. But this is the thing. And, and it brought a tear to my eye. And, and I really do mean this. At FanFest, that goal goes in. There's the cheers. There's the roars. There's the love. But then just this huge Eddie, 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 Eddie. That has gone know. from being a summer in the U.S. thing to being an every week thing now, which is I couldn't be happier about that. I think him. that this boy, this boy was at Hale End. And he has been waiting his whole life for this moment, not just to start for Arsenal, but to start for an Arsenal that are going for the title and to be the main man to prove his doubters wrong. It was just, I, I literally, I, and I mean this, I, I was hugging Tom and I was like tearing up because I just heard everybody screaming Eddie's name. And I, I go back to like where he was, how many times do we have to say we need another striker and, Score a goal like that, son. Take a bow. Take a bow. Take your take everything off. It was and again the thing that I really want to focus on, and I I please do, Mike. You know I love it. Anyways, uh, I want to really focus on 
that energy because now when he does that he, he has a swagger about him like he's like he's going i'm the guy i am the guy you know i don't see eddie and keddy as scoring a goal like that a year or two ago not just because he's improved but also because you have to have a mentality it was like the um when we played at oxford those goals he scored at at Oxford were just, I'm better than you. And man, it's beautiful. And it transmits to the crowd because the crowd just. I did not realize until earlier today that I had video of the final goal and the the bar aftermath. So let's do this. Uh, Andy's got to go because he just realized that I own a pool and he's got to go. So I got to take. I got to, and this is fits to the theme. I got to take Ollie to his indoor football match, and he continues after he scores goals to yell "Star Boy" um, about himself. About himself. <laughs> last so <laughs> last week we're playing this team, and they've never like it was a a team organized by parents. Right. And so the coach comes over to us and he's the second time we played him in indoor and he's like, Hey, can you guys take it easy on us this week? So we're like, sure. Once we go up four nothing, you can add a player on. (laughs) And then at halftime, Chris got so angry at this at halftime. He comes over to me and Dan, my other coach, we're the two coaches. And he's like, Hey, can you put the blonde kid in goal? And I was like, I don't know that he's going to want to do that. So I was like, Hey, Oliver, do you want to go in goal? And he's like, yeah, so he puts the the jersey and, like, yeah. and Chris is like, "What the fuck?" You know, and I'm like, the other coach asked to take him off because he was just like destroying him. <laughs> but ever after your he, wife, scores, he your wife started cursing and screaming. No, when we got in the car, she was so angry. She's like, "Why didn't one of the other kids go?" I'm like, "The ref asked that either Oliver or Luke go in goal because they're just like, you know." And then so. um I said to him, like, dude, you gotta stop yelling Starboy after you score. It's weird and no one knows what you're doing. And it I like so now he does it, but adds the Ronaldo celebration in. You can't you can't tell him to do the things that you've recently told him to do. And then I and never then told it, him to do that. I yell Starboy when Stalka scores. And now then, he well, just no, but th- but then but then ask, but expect him to listen to you when you tell him what not to do. It's just you know just a little. Uh, you know. Anyway, I think that's hilarious. All right, so get I'll it on get out. it on film tonight when he does it. I, and, I will uh, do my best, and then we can play it next. I love you both. I'm glad that you got to spend time with Jared and Owen. I'm sad there's not a photo of you all measuring each other, as that's been an internal uh, kind of inside joke between the five of us. Um, and I'm glad that I got to come on a pod in January because I said I was out the whole month, but I'm glad I got to come on. No, we're glad we had you hey, on. And, uh, safe travels to Florida tomorrow. Enjoy seeing Aston. And then in what, like less than two months, we're all going to be together. That's right. We'll Maybe be, we can we'll, measure then. We'll all be riding a, we'll be riding a unicorn that. You, you know, know what we need to do is you need to be the fifth unicorn I bought because the first four are obviously going to be punctured. <laughs> I was going to say, we all need to have our own unicorns and we just need to get a picture of us floating around the pool with them. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, uh, all right. having you on, Andy. You're always an, an energy. It, it's like you're an extra little flavor that you don't get often. You know how there's that ice cream shop that has that one flavor that you don't get at Cold Stone. Are you like, gonna say you. vanilla? That's you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely vanilla. Um, and um, and and again, as I said to many many people over this last week or two, uh, in and especially on Sunday, uh, I don't meet any of these people. 
I don't get to do any of these things. I don't know who Amy Lawrence, uh, or uh, she doesn't know who I am. I don't, none of this happens if you didn't approach me to do this podcast seven years ago. Well, you yeah. carried 95% of it. Well, I need to do better. But that's but why I keep I, you involved because I, I owe you so much for the idea. Like, like, like that, uh, you know, I mean, you haven't, you came up with the idea, then you haven't done shit since, but it's fine. Hey, I brought you it's Aston. Fine. I said, we need to bring Aston on full time. <laughs> you said, that's a terrible idea. I don't agree with it. I pushed you, I pushed you, and here we are. Finally relented, but all right. To play Andy out, we will uh, now show about 70 or 80 seconds of, and this is edited down from what it originally was, of uh, of the end of the uh, Manchester United game. I want to see this, and then I'll leave. So see you all guys. Right. All right, take care. project <laughs> I, I i gotta tell you i didn't want to i didn't want to bring it because i was sure if we, if we were going to get hit by copyright by anything it's anything that nbc showed on on television which i had a little video of there's this kid and you can go go check it out on youtube again we don't want to get copy strike right strike here but at the end when we score that goal there's a kid like a small child that just takes his shirt off and he, you know he's doing all this and then later they show him again we form a circle around this kid, right? Because we think he's such a legend. And he just starts, I kid you not, he comes off of his dad's shoulder. His dad puts him down and he goes, yeah, Arsenal. And just starts doing backflips. I, I, I'm not, I kid you not. It was the, the? the greatest thing I had ever seen. Also, by the way, check out the NBC coverage. If you hear that um, when they're going over the game really quickly, you know, the little highlights in the background, that's me you hear. Uh, top of the, uh, we are top of the league. That's me starting that channel. I have no Bruh. doubt that that is the case. I mean, you, you, you. It's not that you're like boisterous and 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 uh, you know whatever a negative connotation of this is. You are, but you are loud, proud, hurt, you know, and and heard uh, <laughs> in everything that you do. And so I have no, I, I I have to go back and I you know I every game I have automatically records uh, at home and I've. I've got to replay that game, not just to 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 watch watch it again, but to hear Peter and Lee, and to see the stuff going on in Orlando. I I got to see that, and and uh, so while I continue to work tonight, I'll probably uh, oh I'll, I'll definitely have a, a catch catch a view of it. But just I don't know if you could hear what I was saying on the video, uh, but I, I just I was like this just doesn't feel real 
because after the initial celebration, I mean, there was a lot of standing around. They put they put the ball down at the like the the part where you would normally take a free kick for offside. I'm like, this just doesn't feel real. But if it is a goal, is it going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened? Is what I said. <laughs> I was, and then like five seconds later, people were going absolutely bonkers after the game. I'm sorry, we even got Hoggy doing a little jig. So check out Hoggy. Hoggy there with his daughter Lucy, just uh, living it up and having a good time. Shout out Lucy, uh, by the way. What? Shout out Lucy, by the way. Yep, yep. Um, and um, and then of course uh, we have this coming from the crowd as well. <laughs> I lied. That was before the game. Uh, that wasn't after the game. But uh, yes, North London is red. It's the right color red. It's our red. And then um, then things got a little. All the red wines start kicking in. And for anybody that that you know that that saw me at the Tollington, now who have we got in the chat? We've got. Uh, I, I have not mentioned Daniel Robert yet. Daniel Robert uh made the effort of the day um he wasn't planning on coming into london he, he was going to be just outside london where he lives watching at a pub with a friend and we uh, he called me or i dm'd him or something happened about two and a half hours before the game and 20 minutes later he's showing up at the tollington to party with all of us and and had a great time uh hope it was worth the trip um and then he Real went back to Real quick, real quick. Uh we got Craig in the chat and he's talking about this and I just want to mean are you talking about this hat? <laughs> <laughs> what other hat? Fantastic. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, Rare Craig form. stands out on enough on his own, but with a hat, you, you definitely know who it is. Um, Mark definitely is waiting for your, uh, waiting for your debut in the UK, which I'm going to, I want you to have your own spotlight, but I have to go with you when you go. <laughs> No, there, there's no option. I, I literally, I need you. I, I will be carried on your back wherever you go. I'm just going to be hosted yeah, you up. Will, you will be. I have, a, I have a habit when things are going well for Arsenal of picking up large men, such as uh, uh, such as this guy, um, our our good friend. Well, I can't I can't search through all these pictures so quickly, but uh, but Red Ken, who uh, who I have picked up during games, uh, not just <laughs> not just from a dating standpoint, but from a uh, from a happiness standpoint, let's see. We already we all. Oh, this is on the concourse with Tommy Sevens. This is at halftime with Amy. I stopped in to see stopped in to see Amy uh, at the on the press row. Thought I saw Kaya Kainak, and I kept shouting Kaya Kaya, and it turns out it was Oliver Brown from the Telegraph. <laughs> so, so uh, I think she she was a little amused uh, at that. Big up uh, Kaya. Yeah, big up Kaya. Big up to Dave Seeger. Ran into him on the concourse. Uh, top, 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 top gooner. Uh, Kevin Dempsek. Uh, love this man. Loved meeting him. Going to see him again next week. Um, who else do we have? There's Polly. with with I, th I think Tom is trying to kiss Polly from behind. 
Um, I understand why. Not getting anywhere. There's Perry at the Tollington beforehand. Most of these pictures are from beforehand because I was not in a position to take any good pictures afterhand. But uh, but there's the three of us with with the Paramister, uh, as I like to call him. Um, Kenny Ken, my bodyguard on the previous game, uh, Sunday when we uh, when we walked up and down Seven Sisters Road. Um, just wanted people to know that Owen does put on his pants one leg at a time, just like the rest of us. That's um, surprising. He is a after having ironed them, Mister Domestic. Um, this is Tyler from Green Bay, and um, my man. Yep, and uh, Tyler came in a bit hot for the weekend. Uh, Always we'll does. We'll Always does. Uh, he was a champ on Sunday, and then Seth, uh, who was there with his son from Indianapolis. Uh, what else do we got in here? This was the breakfast. A nice, nice way to start off a winning day at the Little Wonder Cafe. That's Jared and his uh, lovely wife, Caitlin, Tom, Owen, Real, quick. Real yeah. quick, back on Tyler. Um, he was actually in Orlando before he came, yep. and he was he's he's been talking about this trip for like two months now. So I know he must have come there with some energy, man. He he came with some energy. Um, and, uh, and he hung out with, uh, we, we spent a lot of time with Charn who, uh, who I had met, I think the last time I was there, but we really got to, got to spend a lot more time together this time. He is a, uh, a really top guy. Uh, let's see what other pictures do we have? Cause I think we're, we're oh, speaking of Charn, now we're getting to after the Delicious. game. Now Delicious. we're getting to after the game. And, um, after I did what was a very ill-conceived and ill-fated interview on AFTV, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it was, uh, not my best work. Um, uh, <laughs> pretty happy though. I mean, it was, you know, it was nice and positive. As soon as I do that, I'm walking back to the Tollington for more revelry and who do I run into, but these two gentlemen who are two of my favorite people, um, uh, just hanging out outside Aww. that's Clive and his son, Jay, um, just absolutely, uh, I was a legend. Yeah, I mean, we, we there was hugging, there was and you know excited anticipants anticipation of what the next few months hold, um, and then uh, we get back to the pub, and this was the most suitable thing that I could find to uh, to to and and it was it's this highly edited. I mean, I think it was shortly after that that they, uh, and by they I mean Owen and and Rick, uh, who were staying with me, uh, forced me to leave along with them. Took me back to the uh, the the Airbnb where this occurred. Oh, we leave you never. We're fucking drunk. By the record, it looks so good. For the record, for the for the record, I did not eat the bun. I just had the bread and and a little bit, or the uh, the the burger and and a little bit of cheese. But uh, but yeah, those those burgers. I think three burgers cost fifty one pounds on Uber Eats delivered, which is absurd. But my God, did we need those at that moment? Um, and it put us, 
put us to sleep until the next morning when this happened. I, I was about to say as as you were coming through the crack of that door, I go, I was going, if this is a video of Owen wanking it. <laughs> no, no, I that I, I told him I would post some videos. That that one isn't included in there. I kept that one for my private collection, but but real uh, quick, you you, real quick, you, you don't you get a free night when you sleep on my couch, but then you have to you you just have to accept you're gonna have pictures of you sleeping, you're gonna have pictures of you waking up. <laughs> There's gonna be there's gonna be pictures of you in all sorts of positions. I do want to really quickly just shout out to everyone that uh, between everyone that Mike saw in the UK and all of those all of our fans that saw us and uh, saw me at FanFest and everyone out there for just making these experiences possible for us because it is this year more than ever, especially with the energy going through the club that we're reminded just how big our family is and how much love there is. In the Gooner, in the Gooner world, I mean, we were talking about it. Um, Craig, Tom, and I, and now you can be the fourth Don. Uh, we were the three Dons of Florida. We're gonna, we're gonna start a Florida meetup. We have to. We have oh, to. Well, there, yeah. I mean, well, and honestly, we've always had, you know, the 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 Orlando and and uh, and Tampa groups have always been strong, but Fort Lauderdale now is massive and. We're going to want to be part of that, and and so it's going to be, Florida's going to be a new, you know, and 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 we can do it in the winter time. Who doesn't want to come south in the winter time? Maybe we'll do what we'll, we, and we got Gunagra next week, which is just going to be a whole nother level of of insanity. Um, not just American Gunners, but guys like Demsek who's coming over to experience it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I've always said that the what I love about Arsenal is only about you know, it's twenty percent the football and eighty percent the rest of it and it is better than when we're winning it's more enjoyable altogether we don't have to rely on each other for empathy and sympathy and 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 you know distraction we can just enjoy it and have fun together but it's uh, uh i mean i i i already miss being in london uh and i've been home for less than 24 hours or, or about 24 hours so i will be back um how soon we'll see but uh but I'll see some of you pretty soon. I think, uh, I mean, are we pretty well wrapped up on, on our review? The one piece yeah. of advice I got from Amy Lawrence, which I, I already kind of knew, but, but uh, podcasts need to be 45 minutes long. So we're going to consider this as having been two podcasts. There's a double, double podcast today. Um, and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll split it into two because if, if that's her viewpoint and, and that of many people I've, spoken to um then i think we ought to listen i think ours cast extra goes for about an hour and a half but i generally agree if you guys will again show notes i i plan for about an hour and 15 minutes and we're, we're well some shows just, i mean there was always going to be way too i mean i got stuff i still haven't played yet yeah. i've got videos from the i mean maybe maybe tune into the sunday roast on sunday or we'll do another recap because i mean i've got stuff from the from the rest of the trip i've only shown you videos from sunday um, but you know, we, uh, we have, uh, 
there's a lot more to talk about because I mean it was just an unbelievable experience. So I'm a happy guy. We're top of the league, feeling confident about Friday. Um, and then uh the next league game, which is gonna be the new manager bounce game at Everton, we'll be doing it from uh from uh Gunagra and uh and I'm sure you'll get some more content from that. So I have a lot of editing to do. Let's just put it that way. And some work. You know, I have to keep I, I, I thought I thought that for work you just hired people to do. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's good way. That that's a good place to leave it. And the the thing, the theme of today's show was supposed to be about the fans' energy and what's going on through the club. And I want everyone, everyone out there, if you can hear my voice and you're a Gooner fan, get off of the fence, get out of your house, stop, stop with the. I, I understand what the club has done to you. In past and the reasons why you might have reservations but here whether we make it across the line or not what's going on right now is magic bottle it nut it whatever you want to say to it make sure that you take the time to enjoy it while it's here because we all know that these things come in cycles and you may not be able to enjoy the atmosphere like this again so while you can join us with at the tgp and be part of the schooner family and remember, we are top of the league, say we are top of the league. We are top of the league, say we are top of the league. We are top of the league, say we are top of the league. We are top of the league, say we are top of the league. In the Gooners Podcast, a production of TGP Media, a wholly owned subsidiary of Wanker Broadcasting Company Limited PLC. All rights and likenesses, except for Owens, are available for purchase and distribution according to the historical tenets of Bird Law. Make sure to check out the Gooners Podcast Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TGP. Find Gooners V Cancer at GoonersVCancer.com. And don't forget, get them credit cards out. The Gooners Podcast has been brought to you thanks to a generous investment from Elon Musk, as well as the letter G and the number 69. Remember, Gooner family, that taught and get better everywhere they go. TGP 